Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. It is Wednesday, January 13th. It is 8.30 p.m. on the eastern coast of the United States of these... It's 8 o'clock. United States. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> God damn it, I get the time wrong every time. Is it really 8 o'clock? It's oh. 8.01, yep. I'm I'm so all... Today has been a whirlwind of a day if you're an NBA fan. So much of a whirlwind that you pointed out to me before we started this podcast. How do I keep getting the time wrong? I don't I know. I get the time wrong every night. Because you're setting up our, our spinoff podcast called What is Time? I mean, <laughs> it's true. It's co-hosted by Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, I get that's unbelievable. Every time I'm like, I'm gonna get the time right today. Oof. Mind blowing. What is happening? Yeah. Um it I've been so busy catching up on today in the NBA that you just mentioned right before the show that Christoph Porzingis is playing. It was like, I don't even think we're gonna talk about that today. Because obviously, unless you live under a rock, which seems would be impossible if you're watching or listening to the show, but I don't know. It's 2021, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, what a time to be alive. Then you know that James Harden has officially been traded to the Brooklyn Nets in a four-team blockbuster deal. Blockbuster. A, it moved very quickly. And before we break down, before I... Talk about the trade, who went where. Um, we talk, we break it down team by team. We're gonna go through this thing with a fine tooth comb, mm. and we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna figure out who won, who lost, who got A's, who got F's. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the same as winners and losers. But that's what te- that's what people do in media: winners and losers, and grades. So let's do winners and losers and grades. Okay. But before we do that, I want to point something out. I want to. Just take a second and say this. We love our viewers. We love our listeners. We especially love our viewers who comment when we're doing live streams like what we're doing right now and ask us questions and comment things. One note, if you're going to leave us a comment about a quote that a player said while the show is going on, make sure it's right or we're never going to read your comments again. (laughs) I'm not going to point out anyone in particular, but there was a comment left last night about what James Harden said in his press conference because his press conference went on during our podcast. And that comment of that quote was very wrong. Very wrong. (laughs) It was very wrong. Now, that's my fault as the one of the hosts and de facto, I guess, producer of the show to fact check our commenter, but we were mid-show, and we were basically wrapping up. Yeah, we, we should have wrapped like 10 minutes prior. Right. So I think that was really the issue. Trying to get off the that air. Being, that being said, don't give us wrong quotes, or your stuff won't get read anymore. That's, that's pretty simple. I think mm-hmm. it's fair. Because what happened was, we read a quote from James Harden that was not the quote at all. In fact, the quote last night after the Rockets game from James Harden was something to the effect, and I'm, I'm not going to, I don't have it word for word because I didn't even write it down, but it was, we're not good. I love this city, but this can't be fixed. And that set in motion a chain of events today that it obviously, when you heard the quote, you, you knew it was going to go down, but you didn't know it was going to go down like this or this fast. But I think it was like around two, one o'clock today, maybe. I was at my other job, my day job, the job that pays the actual bills. Someone came running in and was like, did you see? Did you see? I'm like, what? He's like, they're, they're gonna, the trade's about to happen. It's going to happen. And then my your phone, phone had died, correct? My yeah. phone died. And then like an hour later, he's like, it happened. It happened. But you were texting me. Oh, Mark Stein says the Sixers are a favorite. You were getting all excited. I'm sure all the um well, not all Sixers fans, but some Sixers fans were getting excited. Um, but yeah, I guess it was probably noon or one o'clock. Woj and Shams both tweeted like the uh, the Rockets are moving quick. They told James Harden, "Don't come to practice today. We are going to sift through the, all the offers, and we're going to 
we're going to move and this is going to happen. And it did look for a second like the Sixers had a good shot. But then in the end, the final deal is as follows. A four-team deal between the Rockets, the Nets, the Pacers, and the Cavaliers who both swept in to help this thing go through. Some interesting pieces moving around. But the Nets get their guy. James Harden gets what he wants and goes to the Nets. So the Nets get James Harden and a 2024 second-round pick. Mm. The Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodians Karuks, three unprotected first-round picks from the Nets, four pick swaps with the Nets, a 2021 first-round pick from Cleveland that is the Bucks 20 or excuse me 2022 first-round pick from Cleveland that is the Bucks first-round pick so it'll be a late first rounder and a future second rounder from the Pacers so they basically get a ton of first-round picks and pick swaps and Victor Oladipo the Pacers get Karis LeVert and a second-round pick from the Rockets and the Cavs just jumped in just to say they did it just to do something. The Cavs were like, we want to do something here. We want to help you all facilitate this. So just give us Jared Allen. <laughs> and they got Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Just an unreal. So It's just everything surrounding the Brooklyn Nets is unreal. But this is just for 10 games into the season to have a four-team deal with this many pieces and this many picks happening is it's got to be the earliest I've ever seen something like this happen in a season. And it's just, what a wild... And and also, I mean, we see blockbuster trades happen, but you, you, you keep hearing James Harden's going to get traded, but you don't think James Harden's going to get traded. Like, guys like James Harden don't get traded. Right. And especially when he... He, his first game, he played, what did he have, 46 or something? Like, well, he had 40 he, and 17, I think. Yeah, yeah, 44 he's, and 17. He's not in great shape. That's been established, but he is still an absolute dynamite offensive player um now to pair him with kevin durant is insane look i know we spend a ton of time on kyrie irving but i have to think a little part of this has to do with with kyrie irving and if you're the nets you're like okay we're all in on kevin durant we're all in on kevin durant we can't we can't be messing around here you know we, we mm-hmm. if if our future is uncertain with kyrie you know Kevin Durant's not as good as Kevin Durant is. He's not going to win a title by himself, you know. Um, and now with, with Kyrie's future uncertain, I think that kind of moved this along. I think it was kind of the perfect storm of James Harden made it perfectly clear finally that he was done in uh, Houston. Uh, that seemed pretty um, unrepairable. Is that the word? Irreparable. Irreparable. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was kind of the timing was like perfect for this to get done 10 games into the season where both teams, I think, needed this to happen. Um, And man, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, how about the going rate for a superstar now is four first round picks and more stuff? Like, you don't you think that part of that is that intelligent general managers understand that we're we just trade, we just gave you three first round picks that, assuming all goes well, they're not good picks. Um, the 2026 one, I get, yeah, I mean, yeah, still, it's so far away. It's so yeah. freaking far away that, yeah. I mean, wh- um, how would you, let's just say you can, again, we, we, I think we've probably beat this into the ground, but like, would you trade your next five first round picks if I told you you were going to win a title next year? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's where they're at. And also keeping in mind, Kevin Durant is probably going to get another deal after this deal, the way he's playing. He reportedly wanted James Harden. Right. So that goes a long way. Harden only has two more years. He has a player option, which I can't fathom him opting out of $47 million, But he has two more years and then a player option. So I actually didn't look up Kevin Durant's deal. But whatever it is, this goes towards to what you're saying, like keeping KD happy and insurance on the Kyrie thing. Now, the other report, since we're talking Nets, because this all it all sort of ties into each other, right? So now Karis LeVert's out, Spencer Dinwiddie's out for the year, Jared Allen's gone. And now the other report that came out involving the Nets today is that there's real concern among people in the NBA who know Kyrie Irving about his situation. Um 
and that the that the prevailing belief is that he will not be back anytime soon. Unbelievable. And I'll tell you this. I agree with you about how dynamic this team should be just with Kevin Durant and James Harden. And then I guess Joe Harris has, is the third option now. If they don't get Kyrie Irving back and 100%, this is not a guaranteed like lockdown championship team. No. It, it, it's not. I mean, and in fact, they're probably going to be a pretty horrendous defensive team uh, not be, moving on from Jared Allen, we've seen DeAndre Jordan this year. He's not been very good. When they put Jared Allen in their starting line, not that you don't trade Jared Allen for James Harden. That's not what I'm saying. But there are. My point is, at the, this roster as it currently stands right now, let's say you don't have Ke- Kyrie, your starting lineup is going to be. Well, I guess James Harden's going to be your point guard, right? If Kyrie's yeah. not there, mm-hmm. James Harden, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Jeff Green. DeAndre Jordan with Landry Shamit, TLC, Timothy Loawu Cabarro, Bruce Brown, you know, like that's a, I mean, you have two of the top three or four scorers on the planet. You have the second best player on the planet and you have one of the best shooters in Joe Harris. But outside of those three guys, you don't have much. And, and in, a, in, in a shortened year, when they're all coming together in the middle of the year, we've seen super teams come together and fail before. Not not fail. They're still going to go deep in the playoffs, but not win a championship. It's hard to build that chemistry. These guys, I mean, they have two of the they have three of the top five players from the 2010 2011 Oklahoma City Thunder back on this roster. So there is some chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Jeff Green, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. But if Kyrie is not there, there's something. I, this is a big swing to take, I think, if Kyrie doesn't come back. But it, I, I understand the insurance thing, too. So it's a weird like catch-22 mm-hmm. where you're it damned, really if is you do, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if they get Kyrie back and he's play, and his head's right and he's playing the way he can play with, and they fit together, watch out. I mean, it, they, score, they could score 140 a game. But if Kyrie really doesn't come back for a long time or potentially doesn't come back ever, now you're you're really banking on Harden and KD like being completely dominant, which they could be. They're going to give up a lot of points though. Um, so this is one of the reasons why like for the, in the Rockets, getting all these picks down the road is exciting because this does look like it has the potential to implode on the Nets. I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying the Nets are not a legitimate title contender. Mm-hmm. But the pieces are there for this to implode and the Rockets to to really win this trade in the long run. That being said, um, to your point, of all the title contenders there are right now, the Nets are one of them, but they have the most glaring hole, in my opinion, and that is a rim pro- They literally don't have a rim protector. There's a, well, a, a, a rim protector that can play 35 minutes a game. A rim protector um, that is under 30 years old. Yeah, they don't have one. It's not like, oh, he's not that good. They literally just don't have one. So unless the Nets have something up their sleeve and getting someone in the door, like, they have to outscore everyone. They have three open roster spots. So yeah, so, so, they, so they're, not done, they're not done, but, I mean, they're, they they got to be done with trades, I would imagine, but maybe mm-hmm. they're going to leave those spots open for buyouts down the line. That That's probably the best route for them to go to shore up their front court we were talking like it seems pretty clear that they're about to go super small ball, maybe as small as the Rockets did last year, you know. And you know they've got Mike D'Antoni in the building, so and Steve Nash knows how to do that. So the Nets are about to be the most fascinating storyline the rest of the way, in my opinion, at least for the regular season as they try to figure this out because you've got two of the top three scorers in the league and. <laughs> One crazy person, and then really nothing else at all. That's what you like, and Joe Harris and Joe Harris. So Actually, you just, have three of the be- you have like, well, you have two of the top five shooters on the planet, and Joe Harris and Kevin Durant. You have two of the top five scorers on the planet, and Kevin Durant and James Harden. But yeah, I mean, like Joe, Joe's very Joe Harris is very good, but that's not a big three if Kyrie's not there. No, no, you know it's what not I mean. A big, so yeah. and they can't go small permanently because if they go small then it's jeff green or katie at the five and you just play a bunch of guards it's just it's not going to work 
going small. And first of all, the Houston thing didn't work. They won a lot of. That's they won why I'm concerned. Yeah, and bit. Golden State works because of Draymond when they go small. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of Draymond Greens, and they also when they were at their peak, they had Andre Iguodala and Draymond. So and KD obviously. So they do look like a, they they are even with Kyrie looking a little bit like a poor man's Golden State Warriors at this point. Steve Kerr, Steve Nash, Kyrie Harden and KD, Steph Clay and KD. But even a poor man's team, they're going to they they are going to like you said have a big issue if they can't go get that lockdown defensive guy. Not even just a not rim, lockdown, just a guy. Well, not even but not even just a rim protector either. Like who's their wing defender? Their yeah. best wing defender is KD. Right. And I mean the, not that I they mean, had one before. Like but Torian Prince is okay, but he's out the door, right? Like yeah, Torian I, Prince was fine. I mean he's a but yeah, he's not like a huge loss, but he is a good rotation player. Right. I'm just saying is. that they don't have those guys on the roster where you ter- where you're like, okay, where are our defenders? <laughs> like where are our guys that are actually good Defensively, Kevin Durant's good defensively, but dude, I, I I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, this is weird. Like I would say, like really, like if we were if we were saying like, um, gang time was back. By the gang way, time. I will say Nets won the trade. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that gang time. We're 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 just talking about the Nets right now because I have a I have a different opinion on this, and I think the winner of this trade isn't the Nets or the Rockets. Wow. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I can't even grade this for the Nets, right? Because I feel like you're you bring up a, a good points in the rim protection. Their defense, they they lose, like they lose a really good player in Karis Levert. By the way, like mm-hmm. twenty six years old, flat out scoring machine when he has his opportunities. And Jared Allen, who has very much, regardless of what anyone thinks about what this team was supposed to be this year, changed this team when he moved into the starting lineup after like the fourth or fifth game. So um, Tahir Jones, I'll I'll get there in a second, but I think we're thinking on the same page. Um, But... It's it's hard. I think this is going to be one where I can't, you can't even grade it. You can't. It, I mean, I think obviously, initially you'd have to say they got a former MVP who can average thirty a game, and there's not many players like him, so you probably have to give him an A. But it's it's like a, a like an A with a question mark. It's two gigantic question marks to me. One being Kyrie, and the other being right. what do they do with these three roster spots? That is when. How about that? That's when we can grade this trade. Is when we see what, how do they fill out? Yeah, the roster. Who, who's actually going to be in the rotation? Because the roster is currently constructed is like you almost. It's almost like I don't know. I don't even think small ball works just because of the lack of, of forwards. Really? Yeah, I mean they have the kid Nick Claxton, who I guess was supposed to be pretty good, but. I don't think he's played much. I for think them. he's hurt right now. Yeah, he might be. I don't even know. Um, and just to put a button on the Nets and the Kyrie thing, like, because uh, we didn't mention it yesterday, dude. I mean, because it happened during the show, I think, or toward right after. Yeah. He was on a Zoom call yesterday, f- introducing a candidate for the Manhattan District Attorney while the Nets were playing. Um, so again, and this report is not surprising to me. I've been saying this for three days now on the show. I'm concerned that there's something real happening with him and not even can, I guess not even as, I just don't know. Like, you know who he, who I, it's like striking me as a little bit, but obviously not, this guy wasn't as vocal because I think in in the NFL you it's it's like Aaron Foster a little bit. Oh, okay, I see remember, that. A little, you yeah. remember Aaron? Like that. Dude I love was, Aaron Foster. That guy. Yeah. But but he was an absolute killer for a long time mm-hmm. with the Texans. Then he goes to the Dolphins and retires in the middle of the year, and then just doesn't even watch football anymore. Yeah. Like I I feel like we're headed towards this. Like Kyrie just doesn't like basketball. I don't know. It's hard to know, but it, it's. It's so unheard of for the. I've never seen it. 
And if if anybody out there has an example of something like this happening in an NBA season, tell me because I just I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Right. Um, and that's a real and that is a huge not just a concern for him. For obviously, we just want we hopefully he's okay and everything, whatever. But which is I guess if he's on the the, the Zoom call for the Manhattan District Attorney, <laughs> seems he, like he's doing he's fine. Probably, great just, on the dance probably, floor. Yeah, he's probably fine. But he may he just doesn't want to play basketball anymore. That's cool. But that's a big problem for the Nets because uh, their plan was to build a big three, and they just mortgage a lot of their future and a couple of really nice young players. They could be in trouble. Um, so, yeah, question marks for them. All right, let's talk about the Rockets. So the Rockets, as we mentioned, get all of those picks. So they get four future firsts, four future pick swaps, which – it's pick swaps, so we will have no idea until it happens. And then Vic, they get Victor Oladipo. Now, the ori- originally, well, they also get um, Dante Exum and Rodian's Kuroks, uh, which I guess is fine for depth. I don't know if either of them will play. Kuroks is actually not a bad player. Yeah, he's pretty good. He just didn't play much for this team, but he's not mm-hmm. a bad player. Um, and they get a second round pick. But here's a. So I guess if if the if the goal was to just get a bunch of draft picks, um, then it's an A mission accomplished. Yeah, but I I like Karis LeVert better than Victor Oladipo, and now Oladipo is on an expiring contract. So yeah, I guess you're just taking a shot in the dark and saying, well, this guy was once a franchise player. Maybe we can get him get him in here and bring him back. Um. Karis LeVert has three years left on it, or this year and two more years after this, making seventeen and eighteen million dollars. Um, that's a great contract for a guy like Karis LeVert. Yeah, and Karis LeVert I think fits much better next to John Wall than Oladipo. I completely agree. I don't and think Oladipo fits with Wall. It's weird. It's a weird fit, but it is only for the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. So it's so a rental, but it's weird. It is weird because. As far as I understand, they they cannot trade Oladipo now before the trade deadline, right? So he he's he's they got Oladipo to, to win this year, and then I guess try to sign him. But like if they had just taken on Karis Levert, you know, you see if he fits perfectly, and if he doesn't, he has immense trade value next year to get more picks for for your rebuild that is looks to be upon you. So yeah, maybe they just absolutely love Victor Oladipo, which wouldn't be crazy because we've seen him play at an amazing level in the NBA. So, I don't know. There is actually a lot of upside with this team, which is wild to say, because if Victor Oladipo ever gets back to all-star form and you pair him with Christian Wood, you have a competitive team with a shitload of picks down the road. Um, But it also has the chance to be a total implosion, and you're stuck with John Wall's contract till like 2037 or something like that. Um. Here's I the problem know. with this, uh, and this is a new GM, obviously a new coach. I don't know how much say. I don't think my guy Stephen Silas has much say in the roster construction. I'm assuming this GM is, and it seems like, obviously he 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 got his picks, so they're set up in terms of draft picks for the future. But it seems like he's banking on potentially like the. F- in like um, tapping into something that doesn't exist anymore with this roster. Because if you, John Wall, Victor Oladipo, DeMarcus Cousins are all guys who are essentially on the, about to be on the wrong side of their prong, prime and trying to get, regain the form from devast- that they had before they had devastating career altering injuries. The odds of any of these three guys being what they were before their injuries is very slim. They could be close. They could be very good. Old Depot, I don't think, will ever be what he was. John Walls looked good, but he's getting old. He's not young anymore. Boogie is just a shell of himself. He's still talented, but he's a shell of himself. Yeah. Eric Gordon's another guy. Guy's been hurt his whole career. Can't play a full season. I don't think he ever has. Teams are already looking inquiring with Houston about 
the availability of PJ Tucker because I don't think he wants to be there anymore. I just it seems like they're trying to catch lightning with these guys or try to get them on their comeback up, but it seems like a risky proposition to potentially put. You, now Christian Woods a good has the shot to be a good player. He's a young, talented guy who they got, but everybody else on that team it just seems like they're trying to bring something back that's not there anymore. Right. I guess what I will say is Imagine that they Karis are... Imagine Karis and Christian Wood. I'd love to see I that. I know. I, that's what that that's the piece that doesn't make any sense to me at all, is why you wouldn't continue with Karis Levert because of age and contract. That the, I'm not saying Oladipo's washed and up for a bad player. Yeah. And talent. Yeah, I think saying, right now Karis Levert is a more talented player. Definitely. Than and, and then you pair that with his age and his contract situation, and it's not even close, in my opinion. So the only thing I will say defending Houston here is that they they still have a competitive team. So, like, if if the owner says, you know, we're not gutting this team, like, I'm trying to sell tickets next year, you know, like, they're actually going to be a playoff team or threatening to be in the playoffs this year and next year, in my opinion. Maybe. Um, I don't know, dude. I just I, There's talent there. It's just not exciting. to. It's just – it's a team we know for a fact is not going to win a title. But I, I don't know. I, yeah, it, it doesn't blow me away. It's just like – this GM didn't sign Russell Westbrook to that insane contract, right? So this guy takes on that debacle of a situation, turns it into John Wall. So, like, can't even really truly rebuild until that contract's up, you know? So he was dealt a shit hand of cards and maybe improved it a little bit in terms of he has a ton of draft picks and he has... No, the, the draft pick thing I understand. Yeah. And But you know how I feel about the draft picks. Like, we're talking about... A general manager, a guy who's never run a team and never run a draft before, just traded one of the best players in in the NBA for a bunch of picks that we don't even know if he's qual- if he has the chops to go out and get the right players. So, mm-hmm. yes, I'm sure people love draft. Everyone loves draft picks. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves draft picks. But you gotta gotta put it together. And also, Definitely. these draft picks are not going to be good. They're not good draft picks. I well, mean, hypothetically, well, Bro- they're not good draft picks. Brooklyn. I- I believe that Brooklyn could implode. So I believe those the 2025 or I'm sorry, the 2024 to 2027. It's so ridiculous to say those could be decent picks if shit really hits the fan in Brooklyn. Yeah, but, but it might the Rockets be. could implode. The Rockets could be really bad. I know, but they still have their own picks, right? Right, but they but it's a pit, but the four of the picks are pick swaps. So there's a there's there is a just as good if not better chance that Rockets picks over these next four to five years are worse than the, the Nets. So they it's wouldn't possible. swap. Yeah. So they wouldn't swap. Right. So then it just goes away. So you didn't really get an asset. You just had the option to swap. Right. You have optionality, as Sam Hinkie would say. But there are four legitimate, unprotected first-round picks. Right. And 2022 is not going to be a good pick. Probably 2024, if everything goes right, is not going to be a good pick. Because they're going to have James probably Harden. Probably won't be, but... They're going to have KD and James Harden at least through that time. So they're going to be a playoff team. What I'm saying is this dude for Houston is cleaning up a mess that he didn't make. You know, he's trying to clean. He's, he's I, in a no, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's done anything wrong. I don't like their roster. Yeah. And I just didn't understand the Oladipo thing. Yeah, that doesn't I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. get it because let's say he comes out and balls out this year. This team's not going to be good. This team can't compete in the East or in the West. And probably couldn't compete in the East. But if Old Depot comes out and averages 25 a game or something, he's averaging 20 right now. If mm-hmm. he comes out and averages 23 a game, then they're going to pay him. And then you're stuck. Because he's 28 years old, and he's not that great anymore. He's fine, but he's not that great. So it's a, it's just weird. With Karis LeVert, you have a 26-year-old who has two more years making a team-friendly deal, mm-hmm. and, you get to, and you get a chance for the next – you know, three this year and two more years after this to see, well, maybe when he's 28, we max him out. Maybe he's that good. But you know, you kind of know what you have with Old Depot. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know. Hearing the point you just made, I'm wondering if the owner had his fingerprints all over this and said, we need to get an all star. You know, I don't care who it is. We need an all star in return. And Old Depot checks that box, you know? That is possible because yeah. they didn't get Kyrie. They probably didn't want Kyrie. They got Karis Lever, and I mean, if you, I'm saying, just, but they didn't know. get the all. Kyrie would have been an all star for an all star, so they mm-hmm. got. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, 
you, you never know what the owners. That's what I'm Yeah. Yeah. Like they, he very well could have been like, we have to get back an all star if we're going to give up one of the best players in the NBA. Mm. If that's the case and the owner's running it like that, then you're doomed either way. Right. You've got no you shit. Yeah, I mean? yeah. You're screwed. So for the Rockets, I would say I'll give them a B because of taking Oladipo instead of Levert. I probably would have given them an A if they got if they took Levert. I also would have given them a firm A if they somehow got Jared Allen. Like yeah. I don't understand the whole yep. Jared Allen thing in this. I. I think Jared Allen would have been great for them. Great piece for them. Jared Allen and Christian Wood next to each other would be fun. Mm-hmm. Like that could be now you're talking about a 22-year-old Jared Allen's 22 playing and, and playing great and on a mission right now. Like if he would have gone to Houston this year, Jared Allen would potentially be an all-star. Like he wouldn't be an all-star, but I think he would be putting up those kind of numbers because he would play a ton of minutes and he's trying to get a contract. So Houston, I'm not sure why they didn't try to get Allen or if they did, I don't know what happened there. If they just wanted, they wanted the Cleveland pick, obviously. They got that first round pick from Cleveland. So instead of getting Jared Allen, they took Milwaukee's first round pick. That's, See, that's what I was confused that's about. That's what I'm, I'm saying. It's just like, what are we doing now. here? I was under the I thought that this was Cleveland's actual first round pick, but if it's the Bucks, then like, what the f- like? No, I I saw it was Bobby Marks tweeted. He was like, "Good move by the Cavs. You get Jared Allen to see what he's got instead of a, what's going to be like a late first round pick because it was." A pick from the Cleveland. Cleveland would not have given them I know. their pick. The way that it's written here is so bizarre. Cleveland's 2022 first round pick via. I would th- think that would be switched. It would be the Bucks' first round pick via Cleveland. It's just strange. But no, yeah. If it, they, the draft picks are not that good. <laughs> well, that's, but I'm saying like you're gonna get a Bucks first round pick in in hopes of maybe getting a player as good as Jared Allen. Right. Whereas, at, that, at that point in the draft, mm-hmm. or you could have just gotten Jared Allen and not involved the Cavs. Right. But you, then you would have to pay Jared Allen, so maybe that's all rolled in there. Like, he wants a, a good well, contract. Well, you don't have to pay Jared Allen. You're getting him if for a year, him. and then you make right. a decision. The yeah. same thing you're doing with Old Depot. You bring yeah. in two guys, and you see what you got, and then you pay the one that you want. But mm-hmm. instead, you got a, f- a first-round pick that you don't – I mean, so for that reason, too, I'm giving him a B. That's two things that I think they 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 – I wouldn't say they totally messed it up because it remains to be seen, but I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I, I would have taken Jared. If I was the Rockets, I would have taken Jared Allen it, in, immediately. Yeah. Christian Wood, um, by the way, defensively is not a center. He's a, he's a no, four. No, he was a four. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, yeah, I'll go B+. Plus. I think I'm a little bit higher on it, but I also just do not understand why on earth you would prefer Oladipo and his contract and age over Karis LeVert. So... I mean, it's only two years, but it's two years and a torn up, whatever it was, knee or I don't even remember what his injury was, but it was bad. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Now, that being said, my winner of this entire day is the Pacers. Like I, I personally, they, he, they, they, they move on from Oladipo, who obviously based on this, they were not going to pay what he it's probably going to be expecting to get as a former all-star averaging 20 points a game. They bring back a guy whose numbers are essentially the same on a team that's has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, right? So old Depot's averaging 20 a game, six rebounds, four assists, 42% from the field, 36% from three Levert's averaging 18 and a half, six assists, four rebounds, 43% from the field and 35% from three. But I think Levert is a more dynamic offensive player. I think he, I think, you know, his, his three point percentage isn't, is, is 1% worse. I just trust him more as a shooter. He's a dynamic scorer. And I think he fits really, really nice next to Malcolm Brogdon, like really well. Yeah. Um, And he's 26. Like he's just entering his prime. We don't know what he could like. He could potentially be an all-star two guard in this league. He has the talent. We've seen it. We've seen the guy go for fifty, right? Like, and so they move on from a aging Oladipo who they weren't going to pay, and were able to bring in Karis LeVert, who probably is the guy Houston should have wanted instead of Oladipo. 
I love Ke like Kevin. Like if I was one of these big market teams that is struggling, Knicks, um, Clippers, if things don't work out, like some, like I, I don't know who else, but if I was a team that's been struggling for a long time, and I look at, I would go get Kevin Pritchard, and I would offer him a shitload of money. Because of what because he's done with this Pacers team, this pace he constant he just keeps going and getting guys on great contracts that are high uh, upside guys. That it seems like the rest of the league is just like, oh yeah, yeah, Pacers, you could have them because they're they're never going to be great. We we can't win now. This team can't probably win a championship, but they are so damn talented right now, like. Couldn't you see them competing potentially, like sleeper competing in the East? Especially, yes. everyone's forgetting that TJ Warren is still not healthy. Like right. he's not there yet. There, Malcolm Brogdon's having an All Star year. He's having Basketball Reference. I think like last week or, or a couple days ago had him like third in their MVP tracker. Like that's how good wow. Malcolm Brogdon's playing this year. We've discussed how good Sabonis is. Now they bring in Karis LeVert, a guy who could potentially with with the usage rate and being in the starting lineup be a twenty five point a game guy, maybe. We don't know, but he looks like he has that kind of talent. Miles Turner, by the way, leading the league in blocks by a wide margin. Yeah, he's getting four, four blocks a game, absurd. right? He's having an incredible season. They're still not totally healthy. They have two holidays on their team. I mean, they got everything you want, right? <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with the holiday point there. The other they have all the TJs, right? Don't they have all the TJs? They have all the TJs. Two TJs. Oh, TJ Leaf as well? Do they yeah. have three TJs? Wow. Yeah, they have um, all the TJ. The, the Pacers have every TJ in the NBA. Yeah, they really do. They have three of the four TJs I think that there's ever been in the NBA. I think every TJ that's ever played in the NBA has played for the Pacers. It seems like they know something. Wow, um, interesting. The other thing I was going to say this is, team like, is... This team is young. They're talented. And they're not paying these any of these... Like, Brogdon's not making a max contract. The way he's playing, he's playing like a max player. Uh, I don't know what's a bonus... Sabonis might still be on his rookie deal, or he got extended. No, he got extended, I think. Yeah. Um, Lavert's making 17 and 18 in his next two years. TJ Warren, for the way he played in the bubble, has the best contract in the NBA. I think he's only making $10 million. And it's just like the Pacers just like sneak their way into these deals. They're like, yeah, we'll we'll help you facilitate the this thing. Just throw in uh, I don't know, the second most talented player in the deal, and we're good. <laughs> yeah. I, the other thing I'm thinking about is they're still they have a rookie head coach. Like in terms of continuity and and playing well together, this team is not even close to where it could be at the end of the season. You know, um, now they've got 50 more games to play, learn their system with their new head coach, who was apparently really awesome, and uh, integrate Karis Levert in there. I this team, I, this might be the team that every analyst says I don't want to play them in the first round. The playoffs, you know, like they, they, they fucking should be playing, yeah, saying that they're dangerous right now. The way like they're it. playing, the first of all, they're already playing really good basketball, right? And it's not like you look at that team and you're like, they're playing great basketball because of Oladipo. He's part of it. They're playing great basketball because of Brogdon, Savonis, and Miles Turner on defense. Like yeah. that's that's their core right now. Then they add this 26 year old scoring beast to the mix. <laughs> yeah. You know, like defensively, obviously Oladipo, if he's right, and he looked pretty good this year, is a stud defender. But so is Malcolm Brogdon. So in terms of having that guy who can guard the best guard on the other team, you have that in Malcolm Brogdon. So I think the upside of what Levert can potentially bring as a scorer is better. Plus, dude, Levert and TJ Warren on the floor with Brogdon? I mean, that's a scary offensive lineup. Yeah, and, it not, really and it didn't even mention Sabonis, who's playing great. But those three guys in the backcourt, I mean, I thought they were scary with Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, and TJ Warren if they were all healthy. Now with Karis LeVert and TJ Warren, man, I, I love what the Pacers have yeah, done. Something cooking in Indiana here. I don't know what their upside is, <laughs> but probably maybe making the Eastern Conference Finals. That's what I was going to... I think that is probably their peak, unless they do something absurd. Like but I still love it. It's weird. Like, yeah. I love this team. Like, I could see them beating a lot of these Eastern Conference teams yeah. and potentially giving them real run... Like, some of these teams, like, a real run for their money in the playoffs. So, 
Pacers win the day to me. Obviously, I get it. The Nets say, get their I, guy. I still have to say the Nets win the day because I just I can't wait to see it in action. Harden and uh, and Durant, like it's just so fascinating. Yeah. The Nets' whole situation is fascinating. Yeah. Sure, look, I've been on the Harden. I've been a Harden guy for as long as I can remember. I love James Harden. He's one of the most unique players and one of the best scorers in NBA history. But um, I guess the they win the deal. I, it's yeah. I I keep caveating it because I just don't know what's going on. If they don't have Kyrie. They lost a, a, a good amount of depth. It's going to be tough. So we have to see who they how they fill that back up. Yeah. But the Pacers, we know for – all the Pacers did was one-to-one. Old Depot, you're out. Karis LeVert, you're in. And that's a winning – that's winning. That's, that's a, a winning team to me. They get an A. They get an A+. Plus. Okay. A+. Plus. Yeah, for just a little – nice little – little one-to-one there. Yeah, nice Love little, uh, you know – Bringing in twenty six oh, years. Yeah. What? Uh, I did a hand motion there, like a, a one to one. Oh, oh then I, I, the, I thought you went like this. I thought you were telling me oh, time no. out. I was like, yeah, I'll work on it. But yeah, maybe work on it off the air. Okay. Okay. Uh, the losers of this trade, just the losers in general, I guess you could probably say, are the Cavs. Yeah, um, what's 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 going on? Does Jared on have two T's? Or one T. I think he has two. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Saw it on the graphic. Wasn't sure. What are the Cavs doing? I don't know. They're just hoarding power forwards, I guess, or centers or just center. big men. Yeah, they're just Well, they just maxed out Andre Drummond. They also brought in JaVel McGee, who's my new favorite player in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. So they're hoarding centers. Um I, and then I they know. bring in Jared Allen, who is twenty two years old, super talented. And is a restricted free agent. So they have the right to match any deal he gets in the open market next year. But what is the ups? Like, what is their, what are they trying to do? Like, I just don't understand what they're trying to do. Cause let's say he plays really well. Back, he's not going to play over Drummond because they just max Drummond out. Him and Drummond can't play together. And if he does play really well, what you're not going to pay him starter money to be Drummond's backup. And, Unless I miss something, it doesn't seem like the past like ten years of building NBA rosters uh, w- was based around just hoarding big men. That maybe they're going against the grain. They say, "Oh, you're going super small ball. We're going to have five seven footers out there, and you can deal with that." Is it going to work? No, definitely not. But that's the only explanation. None of this makes any sense. Why? Why give up a first round pick? Especially looking at your if you're Cleveland, you want as many first round picks as you can have instead of Jared Allen, who doesn't move the needle that much given the current construction of your roster. It doesn't make any I'll, sense. I would say that Jared Allen's upside is enormous. Like he could be one of the best centers in the NBA. He's 22 years old. But if that's the case, then what do you do with Andre Drummond? You, I right. mean, there's nothing to do with Drummond. He ain't going anywhere. He's making a shitload of money. Having so the I, two best centers doesn't do much for you. That's and they're not the two best centers. Right. They, well, they have upside. And Drummond's not old either. Like I think he's only like twenty seven. So mm-hmm. it's they get an F. I don't because I just don't get it. And by the way, you know why else they get an F? They they waived Thon Maker. Nah, well, maybe that's <laughs> what is going on with this guy. He'll show up somewhere else, guaranteed. Guaranteed, he's on a uh, roster. Too much upside. Too much yeah, upside. Too much upside. They also waived Yogi Ferrell, who I don't even know if you knew he was on their team. I didn't. No, I thought he was still buried on Sacramento's roster somewhere. No. Um, but, yeah, they, this is an F. This is a real F-bomber for these guys. Like, what do you, like what's what's the know, what's the thought process? I just don't get it. Maybe they think Andre Drummond— Kobe Altman's been doing some weird <laughs> stuff since he took over that team. He really team. has. Maybe they think Andre Drummond is tradable for some amazing asset, and this is who will step in, but I think his— Like, I was saying to you, like— there must be another deal in the works coming. Like they can't keep all these bigs, but like there's no value for McGee. No one wants McGee. And if they trade Kevin Love, that doesn't, that still doesn't answer the question. Like Jared Allen is your backup center. Like, yeah. so I, I just don't, I don't know what, what the end game is here. It unless, signals. Unless it, somebody has hit them up and is interested in Drummond. That's what I'm saying. It, it signals that Drummond is on the market to me. 
He's played 10 games for the – or he got traded during the year last year. Yeah, but I just don't see why you would trade a first-round pick for a guy on an expiring deal and not expect to pay him and not be just planning to pay him. Really weird. I don't get it. F. Cavs, F. Go get, get out of here, Cavs. Mm-hmm. You get an F. They got Torian Prince. He's a good player. Oh, maybe he was the gem in this whole thing. That's why they did it. We'll so, take, oh, we'll take a, Jared Allen we'll off We'll take hands, Jared Allen if you give us Torian Prince. Yeah, that's the thinking. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, all right. Well, what a night. What a day. What a day in the league. Now, here's the question. Will Bradley Beal be next? Because you know what dawned on me today? Because so he many— He tweeted in all caps, wow. Well, well that's got to mean something, right? Got to mean something. Twitter, I mean, social media. <laughs> so Sixers fans are like, uh, in order to console themselves because they thought they had James Harden, are saying, okay, now uh, we can go get Bradley Beal. And then it dawned on me, there are not two players in the NBA that fit worse together than Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. The Wizards have absolutely no incentive to go get Ben Simmons, Okay. They, they, there's th- those. T- it would not work unless they're on drugs. Ben Simmons is not going to Washington, which means Bradley Beal is not coming to Philly. So I don't know where the landing spots for Bradley Beal are, but it's not Philly in my mind. All I want is Russell Westbrook to go to Brooklyn, mm. and I want Serge Ibaka so to go special. to Brooklyn, and I want to see. I want to see the Steve Nash lead. The 2010-2011 Thunder to an NBA championship just so I could continue to rub it in Sam Presti's face that he failed. Mm-hmm. I'll be right there. I'll be right there with you. I'll hand you the torch. Yeah. Lit and everything. Light but what up. about Bradley Beal? Where do you think Bradley Beal's if he's going to get traded? Miami, maybe. Yeah. I don't know who else has the pieces. I mean, I'm sure a ton of t- teams want him, but I just mm-hmm. don't know who else makes a ton of sense right now especially like as good as tyler hero has played the last few games um if you're miami you got to be looking at brooklyn and being like god damn it (laughs) yeah like i know miami fans are gonna act like this doesn't concern like they're like oh he's fat and he's out of shape hardened and all that stuff but everybody should be concerned about this team (laughs) everyone should be concerned they were already the deepest team in the NBA with the second best player on the planet. Now, if they get to full strength, they're a problem. I mean, it, they just are. So, if I was any team in the East, I'm calling any team that has the assets to go get Beal. It doesn't have to mortgage what they already are doing. I would be making that call, but I don't know. Um. All right. Well, that's it. For, I mean, I guess that's it for the trade. There are games going on tonight, so if oh, you, yeah. if you oh, do yeah. tune into this show to, you know, like hear us talk about the games, there were three games postponed tonight because of COVID stuff. Mm. Port the Nets, by the way, Nets are up big on the Knicks at halftime right now. Porzingis is he playing well? I don't. I, I honestly yeah, he's playing didn't, well. After all this trade stuff happened, I didn't even think about all the games. Mm. Like going hey, he's on. got sixteen points in uh, twenty minutes. That's good. Crushing Charlotte. Yeah. Two games on Friday have already been postponed because of COVID stuff. Um, Oh, here's something. We'll end with this. Yesterday on the show, we talked about the COVID protocols, right? And um, I said, I don't necessarily buy the fact that these grown grown men millionaires are going to abide by these absurd, like these crazy like restrictions. You saw what George Hill said yesterday, yeah. which again, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of, I'm a grown man. No one's going to tell me what to do. If it's that serious, then we probably shouldn't be playing basketball. It was, it was, yeah, he, he lumped his family in there. He was like, I'm going to go see my family. Right. If I no, see right. My family. But, like, it was, which is a great, it was a good point. It was, it wasn't like, it was just like, but I, I would imagine that like the, especially the vets probably lean towards what George Hill is saying. Yeah. You know. So, we'll see. 
next couple weeks will be interesting. But yes, Adam Silver, good luck, my man. Yeah. I don't know how they came up with this eight-player rule because these watching these games with eight players is brutal. Well, I'm just – they would have had to cancel a bunch more had it been nine. I, know. I do think – They've it, already canceled nine games or postponed nine games. Mm-hmm. I saw a report too. 16 players in the NBA have tested positive for COVID since January 6th. Yeah. That's a week. It's a week mm-hmm. ago. That, that's a that's an outbreak. That's not like oh, it's, it's kind of happened. 16 players in a in a league of 450 players in one week. That yeah. should be considered an outbreak. I don't think you just like make tighter restrictions. It seems like you probably pause and let things calm down. But so they too much money. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, it's weird. No games are canceled tomorrow. There must not be a very big slate. Looks like there's small slate. Five, five games. games. Yep. Oh, we get to see Miami play with eight players again. Toronto uh, is eight point favorites. Very weird. We get to see one of the worst teams in the NBA, the Raptors. We probably get to see. Shorthanded. We get to see the Rockets without James Harden, potentially. Well, not potentially. He will not be playing. Um, oh, yeah. I just thought about that. There's going to have to be, like, Karis LeVert can't play tomorrow, right? He has to go through protocols and, and stuff? Or well, no? the, they said that um, as long as they pass the physical, they can go immediately to their team if they've been passing tests. Uh, with, okay. If That's they've good. been going through the protocol with their old team, then they can just go immediately to their new gotcha. team. But they still have to – I don't think you can play tomorrow. I think you, they got to do all – Probably have to do all the physicals and all yeah. that stuff tomorrow. So, yeah, five games slate tomorrow. So we'll be back to probably more like our normal time, somewhere around like 10, 10.30 tomorrow. All right? Sweet. Appreciate everyone watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Later. Yeah. Take care.